I'm trying to think of how to start. Oh my god, you're embarrassing us. Oh wait, I've got I've got an idea. How oh, to you start. guys are? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Welcome back. You're in the Gold Room. Presented by Will Strickland and Parker Stone. I thought you said you had someone to bring us in. It was the intro. The oh, intro, the intro us brings in. us in? That's the introduction. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome the to the Gold Room Podcast. That's what an intro's for. I th- God. It's been one I- minute of full audio and you're just being goofy. I'm Will Strickland, App State Convoy. I'm Parker Stone, the App State Cone Enforcer in the serious side of this podcast. <laughs> we have postseason basketball in Boone. Yes. Basketball in Boone in March. This week. That's right. On Tuesday, we are packing homes uh, for the Basketball Classic. The Basketball Classic. The and you know how classic, classic it is? It dates all the way back to this year. No, it does not. This is the first year of the Basketball Classic. What, did they just like rename it? Yeah, it replaces the old uh, CBI. Oh, okay. But it's a completely different format. CBI, security, identify yourself. No, college, uh, college Basketball Insider. Oh. Um... They've changed the format completely, whereas the old CBI was like 16 teams, and I think they all played in one spot. The the basketball classic kind of is taking the old NIT format, where it's 32 teams all playing at home sites. That's awesome. So you could host a championship. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. That's how it should be. For I mean, this isn't the most spectacular tournament. If you're not in the NCAA tournament, why is it not this way? Yeah. It's kind of like having the, the Sun Belt tournament in a state that no team is in. Yeah. Like, who? Uh, uh, I'd rather one person benefit than right. It's just inconvenient for everyone. I'd rather for at least one team's games. There's a large crowd that looks good on TV. Yeah, like you look at these, like the the A10 just played Richmond Davidson, packed arena, right? Was that a is that a home site conference championship or? I'm not sure, but either way, if it was, then that's a benefit to a home a home site. Um, the Big East playing in Madison Madison Square Garden. Yeah. Sold out for well, the championship really, game. That's a historic place. Right. That is a venue you associate with Big East basketball. I don't think anyone associates the Sun Belt with Pensacola, Florida. Yeah. And even if it's not, uh, I, I get perhaps Florida is geographically the center of uh, the, the Sun Belt. But first of all, there's no teams there. That doesn't make sense. Scrap it. And number two, uh, if it's more convenient to get to, say, Atlanta charlotte a major uh, airport new orleans right they used to do new orleans yeah but apparently no one went which i don't blame them because like that's not even close to the geographic center of your conference and it's new orleans that's true i guess if you're gonna be there for uh up to a week that's yeah. kind of a i don't know if i want to stay in like a like a party place like like new orleans also, I do some it gets expensive very quickly, I'm sure. Yeah. Spending, I mean, every day you'd be going to get some beignets. Those things are delicious. Some beignets? Whoa, what was that? That's what you sound like. I don't know how to pronounce it. Ben, Bennies. Beignets. Some Bennies. Some little powdered sugar donut things. Some beignets. 
Uh, shout out to the softball team. They had their first series win since joining the Sun Belt against Texas State. Texas State is really good softball traditionally program. a good softball program. So shout out to uh, Coach uh, Coach Chalet doing great work with the team. Uh, she just recently got her hundredth win, I think, uh, on Friday. I think what was her hundredth career win with App. Yes. So great work for her. She's turned this program around, and I'm really hoping that this is the season where we kind of get over that that hump of a, a fifth place, fourth place finish in the conference tournament, and actually make a run and, and try to get a bid to to the national tourney. Well, I think also too with softball, I mean, all the talks of new stadium coming down the pipeline. I think that'd be huge if they had a very successful season now. Mm-hmm. And the Sun Belt is a multi-bid league for softball. Yes, softball and baseball. Louisiana is routinely one of the best in the country. Um, JMU literally last year made it to the world series, had a, a awesome run to get there. So we have potential, even if we don't win the tournament outright, if we're a solid, solid program where, you know, we finished two or three in the regular season, try to minimize those losses, then, you know, we, we've got an at large bid potential because the somebody yeah. has the history of it. So I'm excited for that. I'm excited to see the growth. Um, got a shout out to the, the baseball program as well. Good series win over Wilmington, uh, mm-hmm. I think two weeks ago. I think they got clapped by Charlotte, but you know, uh, that's in the past now. Yeah. Uh, they lost <laughs> the first two games to Charlotte. The third's being played right now and Charlotte's up six, five. Yep. Uh, but I think the second game against Wilmington, we went to the bottom of the ninth inning down two yes. or even more. I, mean, it may have I been think down, it was more, more than that. And we came back and won, which yeah. is sick. So shout out to, uh, coach Kermit. For the progress he's making oh, th- over thank there. Thank you, Will. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, I really appreciate you thanking me for my baseball win. <laughs> oh, Coach Kermit, you joined Oh, my God. Coach today? Kermit, everyone. Oh, oh wow. guys, guys, wow. calm down. Kermit, are you Coach Kermit? Excuse me. Coach Kermit, will yeah. you be packing homes on Tuesday? Oh, my God. <laughs> will we ever be packing homes? I want to see all of you there in the Mountaineer menaces. Have you donated to make sure every student gets in for free? Yes. Are you lying to me, Kermit? No. <laughs> you sound like you're lying to me. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Wait a minute. We ne- we never put up our uh, our Black Knight. Oh no. We have for in our luxurious studio here. We put up towels on the wall to help with the insulation, and uh, we have a Fortnite towel with. We call it the Black Knight. I don't know if that's officially what the skin is called in the game. Um, but we call it the Black Knight, and we always, whenever we're hit, ready to hit that record button, we always put it on the exit, so if there's a fire, you know, it's over. But uh, we seal ourselves in, right? We maximize the audio quality, and we set our mind right. We're ready to focus up. Parker, as we speak, is erecting the Black Knight. He just dropped it. Bro. Oh, okay. So we're getting that up. Sorry, I'm sure it probably sounds like we're, you know, underwater right now. The quality's probably... Just repulsive. It may sound like an Xbox 360 mic or a Zoom call with bad uh, Wi-Fi connection. Uh-oh. We, I just heard a, a clear thumbtack hit the floor. Clear thumbtack has hit the floor. And I... I, I uh-oh. We just lay, laid a mine for ourselves. Ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be a dangerous exit. Let's talk about the basketball tournament. So we played Georgia State in the Sun Belt Championship. Um, and Georgia State came out on top. I felt like that was a, a game where, you know, it, it's a loss you can you can reckon with. I'm not, I don't think we played bad. I think Georgia State was just a better team. There were certainly some mental mistakes, um, I think, right at the end of the first half when Mike shot that 
it was a deep three, which is fine. Um, but hold that until, you know, one second on the clock. So if it doesn't go in, the half's over. Instead, he shot it with like six seconds left. Uh, they rebound it. Corey Allen, the demon, he w- I mean, he hit almost every three he took. And he switches a three at the buzzer and, and Which is crazy took the momentum. The night before, they shot 19% from three. Yeah. And then they turned around. I don't know what the final numbers were. It might as well have been damn near 90%. Yeah. So the mental mistakes like that, there. I feel. I feel like we had some uncharacteristic turnovers, like just passing it to people that weren't there. Um, I think Justin had done done that. Um, CJ or not CJ, um, Mike had done that at least once. Free throws, of course. I mean, we said all season it was going to bite us at some point. Well, not some point. It bit us multiple times, including against Georgia State. And yeah, I mean, what are you going to do? You know, Georgia State they got hot. Uh, that's what we expected. They started like 0-3, 0-4 in conference. We didn't expect that to to stay like that. Yeah, no. We knew they'd come back. Um, that's what they do. They're Georgia we, State. We talked about it on this podcast very early in the season. That's right. To watch out for Georgia State. That's right. And it I told happened. y'all. <laughs> Look at that. But I, I don't think it's uh, it's something, you know, you can't call this season a failure. No. Repeating uh, in a one-bid league is very difficult to do. You play these teams, most of them twice a year. They've got the same coaches. They've got the same players. I mean, you you know these teams inside and out. Mm-hmm. So going back to back is tremendously difficult. I'm glad that we got to the semifinals. I'm glad we earned that first round bye. Um, obviously, would have loved to win it, but you know, nothing to hang your head on. No, it's all good. Especially too with how difficult we thought going into the season, our out of conference schedule looked rough. Mm-hmm. It in looking back on it now, it was a lot rougher than we thought it was. Yeah, like not only playing Duke and North Carolina, but uh, TK High Country actually pointed out that uh, that tournament we played in the beginning of the year, that kind of you know season opener tournament. Every team we played in that tournament won their conference and is going to the NCAA tournament. Right. So if you look at our schedule, we played Iona, who had been in the tournament. Um, those three teams. It was Akron, Vermont. And who is the third? Akron, Delaware, Vermont, and Delaware, Delaware are all all dancing. day one. Uh, Hartford, they yep. had been in the tournament. Uh, Duke, Duke, and North Carolina, who will both be in the tournament, right? So when you combine teams that were either coming off of a bid or are going into a bid, it was the nine ma- or ten. It was the majority of our D one uh, non conference schedule. I mean, it might have been nine or ten schools that had either just been in the tournament or are now going into the tournament this year. I mean, it's. It's tough. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just luck of the draw. I mean, you can't predict that, like, Akron and Vermont are going to be powerhouse right. programs all of a sudden. And I, and I would rather – I know it, it hurts the record, and, and if it came down to it, like, it, it would kind of hurt our, I guess, how we look overall. I would rather we have a losing non-conference schedule against really solid competition than a winning non-conference record against just piss-poor teams well, and, and it, d2s and d3s especially with so much of basketball rankings being based on net ranking or yep. modified rpi where the quality of your wins are heavily factored so like you can go 20 and 0 but if you've beaten a bunch of d2 schools it doesn't mean anything yeah so i i'm glad that we took this approach i'm hoping we do it again hopefully i i think one of the goals for next year should be a winning non-conference record when you exclude the the D6 team. Is, is that a, a gold room goal? That's a gold room goal. That's a GRG, baby. Put it up on the wall for next season. You heard I've it got a, first. I've got a couple. Oh, I've got a couple. You got some GRGs for a us. A couple so. GRGs here for uh, Kearns & Co. Number one, 
winning non-conference schedule or mm-hmm. record uh, mm-hmm. when you take out the the charity games or whatever. Um, two, sweep Troy. I want to go two Ooh. and zero against Troy. Okay. In conference. Okay. Three, first round bye. And this is where I'm not going to say go to the national tournament and regular season championship. I don't have to say that. Obviously, that's the goal. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking like more like tangible mid season you know, goals that you can. Steps perhaps on a stairway hey, to hey now. a championship. That's right. Look at that. Uh, so sweep Troy. I would love to sweep Georgia State, but, you know. <sighs> Go even with Georgia State. Yeah, uh, I'd be fine Split. with that. Yeah, and it, and if we get that first round bye again, I think that'd be good. Yeah, and then another one that's it's not it's going to be harder to kind of like like cross off the list because it's more subjective. We went into the season thinking that we would have a lot more a lot more depth on our bench, mm-hmm. and if the first few games we thought we did, but as we came through the season and especially at the end when CJ gets hurt, Cam Bryant attempts to to murder him. And then Justin goes down in the last two or three minutes of the game uh, because Georgia State, that, that guy fell on him and it hurt his hand or wrist or whatever. Um, we were kind of scratching for for production for yeah. people to hit the court and, and drop some points. So it was a problem last year. Um, I, injuries definitely screwed us over towards the end. Not having Xavion all season. Yeah, uh, most didn't, of all, didn't season. have X really sucks. Yeah, I, then, I don't know how many games he saw action, but it might have been two. Yeah. Losing CJ was uh, uh, terrible because CJ yeah. had really come into his own this season midway well, through. And then it meant that RJ and JLJ pretty much just had to stay in the whole game. Right. So those guys got gassed pretty quick. Especially, I mean, RJ hadn't been playing, you know, that level of minutes until like four games prior. Which is strange because RJ looked good. RJ looked very very good he looked like what we remember he looked how we thought he was so i am not entirely positive why he was on the bench for so long yeah. so i don't know if there was some sort of shadow suspension or if he was injured and we just never heard about it but donut Duhart played like a baller right for him to sit just yeah. straight up sit for game after game after game after game and then the last two or three weeks in the tournament to do what we saw him do last year it was very weird. That's a guy who should start next year. 100%. Yeah. That should be, I mean, CJ should play center full time and RJ should be the power forward. Yeah. I would love to see some, if we can have RJ and CJ, the, the, the J's, the PB and J on the court at the yeah. same time, make that work, have two like kind of legit bigs on the court. Yeah. Uh, especially with RJ's magic ability of not fouling yes. as often as Calm a, a lot of bigs. That would be great. Yeah. I think that would be that would be a new dimension to our offense that we don't have right now. Yeah, and that's where I think the next year's starting lineup. We've talked about it already. It's just going is an enigma right now. Mm-hmm. I'm personally of the belief that they'll probably try to hit the portal for a guard. I think so. I think someone. It, first off, it all depends on what Adrian Delft decides to do. Mm-hmm. Does Adrian Delft decide to use his COVID eligibility to come back? I think it's probably going to be a situation similar to what Ron Shabazz did after his junior season, where he declared for the NBA draft but didn't sign with an agent. Kind of saw that, you know, maybe I don't think I'm going to get drafted or signed. I'm going to come back to college. Mm -hmm. I think that's maybe what we're gearing up for for Adrian. He'll test the waters, I think. But I think he'll, he, I, I think as of right now, he'll come back. Yeah. 
And it's a, it's a very tough decision for yeah. someone to make, especially when they weren't even expecting to have this decision mm-hmm. available to them. Um, like for me, I think Mike deciding to come back, I think that was a no brainer considering his basketball yeah. journey going, he was at what, three or four schools before three he got different to us. schools before coming here. One of them shut down their program. Yeah. One of them, like, he transferred there and then they just shut. And this was before COVID, right? Yes. It was prior to COVID. They shut their program down. Right. So he finally had, he found a role. He found a team that he loved a successful team. He found a fan base that yeah. embraced him. So him coming back, that was a no-brainer. Yeah. I, I felt good about I, that. I, yeah, I guess kind of where we're at with, with kind of Delph Watch right now is how we felt about Justin last year. Mm-hmm. He was the one. We felt like Mike for sure was going to come back, but Justin, you know, we just didn't know. Yeah, so. and it the reason it's so difficult to make this decision, um, Justin is a great example. It's honestly kind of weird that it's working out like this. Justin has a fantastic... 2020 2021 season right he's a first team all sun belt i'm pretty sure that was last year he was first team all sun belt they go to the national tournament yeah um he played great justin was phenomenal yeah. last year decides to come back and he has a down year point points wise down year um i i, I imagine his free throw percentage was down there were some tangibles uh, his free throw percentage was actually up this year was it really compared to his prior season. you you oh, don't i don't remember, remember that you don't remember freshman and sophomore no year? i justin don't remember that bad free <laughs> He was learning after Shabazz about free okay. throws. I don't remember that. Yeah. Um, but so he comes back, and while he was still an essential part of the team, just in terms of the actual culture of the team and, and kind of orchestrating things on the court, in terms of just pure points production, he he went backwards. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's a difficult decision for these guys. Delph stock has never been higher. No. He was a he's first team all Sun Belt, probably a Sun Belt Player of the Year candidate. Had to have been. He had to. He's probably number two to. to I think he was number two or three to Norshad of uh, of points uh, in the Sun Belt. So if he does decide to leave, that means that I keep hitting the mic. That means that he has promising news one way or another that whether it's the NBA or overseas or whatever league, he can get to a legitimate professional opportunity, and his stock has never been higher. If he comes back, you run the risk of. Do you kind of regress a little bit? You may get hurt. You may get hurt, and an injury could affect your your post college career. But you also look at it from the perspective of yes, his stock has never been higher. But playing overseas, even if he has a down year, he's gonna find a spot overseas. Yeah, it's like Justin. Like I, I have no doubt in my mind that if Justin wanted to play basketball, he he could walk onto any team sure. overseas. Right? Yeah, now. him and Mike. Yeah, they could go overseas if. Your goal is to go to the NBA, and right now you look at it, and you're not a projected pick, and you don't think you're going to be a projected G League sign-on with a good chance of staying on. Not just as like a summer league deal, yeah. but just like you're staying. I feel like you have to go back and try to be Sunbelt Player of the Year. It's, yeah, that's the only way. Like I feel tough. like you can. Like that's the only way you can go up. Yeah. So like, yeah, you can't go down from here, but you will also not go up. That's the other side. He could come back and, and have an even better year. Yes, he could come back and average 20 a game. I mean, if he averaged, if he put the numbers up all season that he put up during conference play, I think he would have been Sunbelt Player of the Year because he averaged during conference play like 19 points a game or yep. something. So, so seeing what Delph does, I think, is going to have a huge impact on the the roster. roster. Now, I'm not saying I'm not concerned. If, no. if Delph graduates and, and, he, no. and he tries to go pro – 
I'm not I'm not thinking like damn like we're gonna have a rebuild year. Mm-mm. I'm I'm feeling good. I think especially with the success that Kearns had bringing Mike in, mm-hmm. I think he would absolutely hit the portal again. Yeah, and fine if we need to add a, a missing piece. Yep, I think that's what I think. Either way, we'll go at after a guard in the portal, probably someone with experience. Because um, even at Delph goes, I could see Terrence Harkum moving up into mm-hmm. the starting point guard role, and then having another guard that's more of a, a scorer. Um, yeah to pair with that group and shout out to terrence hitting a three in the closing seconds yeah. of the game he's shown a couple times this year that he has the uh, has range i mean he's got legit right. range and that was that was a tough shot i mean this is that closing 60 seconds is where you're you're literally throwing hail marys yeah. trying to do whatever you can to win this a clean game look uh and he hits a deep three and he like i mean obviously the probability was still low but he still gave us a chance to win so yeah. that's a huge move from a freshman to yeah. be able to hit a shot like that. After being on the bench for so long, I mean, yeah. I, I thought that was a very, I guess, promising thing, a silver lining perhaps from a, a dark, dark day. Yeah, a dark day. Yeah, tragic that day. Very, yes. <laughs> that was very ominous. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. It wasn't that bad. I mean, we were sad, but whatever. Oh, Kermit got sad. Ker- no, Kermit. Mm. Oh, my God. Ladies and gentlemen, Parker has a Kermit the Frog puppet on his hand. What are you talking about? I'm not a puppet. Hold on. I'm going to take a picture of this right now. I'm going to tweet this on the gold room. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, Parker, can you uh, can you smile, please? Kermit, can you smile, too? There we go. All right, check Twitter for that one, folks. Jesus Christ. What? I mean, I, I, once we started doing the bit, I realized I had it in, I had it in this room. I've actually had it under the table for like the last 10 minutes. Oh, Oh, you were just waiting for an opportunity to bring Kermit back in? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so Tuesday, we play in a postseason tournament. Um, now Opponent TBA. Yes. It, literally, as of now, we still don't know the full as bracket. Of, we don't uh, know the time. Yeah, 4 o'clock on Sunday. God, please, inshallah, give us an 8 p.m. tip-off or something. Please do not give us yeah. a 6.30. Yeah. Inshallah, <laughs> please. Uh if we had a late tip-off for a tournament game like this, I have no doubt that this game is going to be packed. And I love that um, the, I don't know if it's officially the Yosa Club or the ticket office, but they're allowing anyone to just call in and just basically pay into a pot to make sure tickets get in for free. Shout out Black and Gold Podcast. They put together a raffle by mm-hmm. a $15 ticket that's that covers three $5 tickets for students. And then you have a chance to win some some goodies at, at the end of the day. So I, I love this idea, especially because this tournament, part of how they decide who hosts the game is who had the better pre- the attendance at the previous game, which is great. That's Again, a fantastic idea. For a tournament like this, kind yeah. of, you know, it's not the most uh, uh, star-studded elite tournament. Do home sites and, and reward yeah. the ones that have crowds show up. That's awesome. Exactly. That, well, because also, like, these tournaments, too, like, are just designed to try to make some TV money. Yeah. What looks better on TV? A packed arena. Yep, 100%. You don't want to sit some empty gyms. You want people to be excited about your tournament. Yeah, and um, our understanding is to become part of this the the tournament, there's a $25,000 buy-in. You have to basically have to pay a, a registration fee. Um, so we assume at the end of it, there's some type of payout. There's some type of reward for winning this. I, I, yeah, yeah. Maybe? At best, maybe you get your buy-in back. What? How could it possibly cost twenty-five grand? I. They've I need got to. They've got to make money somehow. I need a full and total audit. 
<laughs> I don't like. I I don't know how the pay breakdown works as far as like ticket sales. Like, do you cut them in on like whatever you make ticket sales wise, or is this just a revenue? Like, can App make all its money back via ticket sales? Because yeah. like, I think if we win two games, we'd already make all of our money back. So. So shout out to uh, two, to two Doug games, Gillen so. and, and Athletics for supporting the program like this. Yeah. And c- putting up the money to, to well, let us I, play some more. It's just fun. Like, this yeah. is just fun. Yeah. The students that are going to be at that game on Tuesday are going to have a great time. Mm-hmm. And the fact that there's, as of now, there's two other Sunbelt teams. I guess potentially there could be more. There could be more right now. Coastal and Coastal South, and South Alabama. Alabama. You're telling me there's a chance that we could play Ostrich Farmer, Coastal, or... Mr. Crocker from Fairly Odd Parents, Richie Riley. Riley. And I've been hearing rumors that the ostrich farmer is contemplating retirement. He's got to be, dude. I mean, I come on. I hope he is. Come on. I hope. I hope. He needs to ride his ostrich off into the sunset. Uh, yep. That, that's Wow, that's beautiful. Thank you. Wow. And his like little olive sweater yeah. that he wears a lot. Badly. Strangely. <laughs> badly. Badly. I would love if we got the ability, the privilege, the opportunity to play a Sunbelt team at home in March. And if we... The opportunity to three-peat both of those schools. Straight up. Straight up. That would, that be, would be... Which would be more fun? Objectively, based on this season, Richie Riley. Yeah. Richie. Yeah. That game against South Alabama and Holmes was electric. Yeah. And they did get embarrassed. They lost to Little Rock, right? Yes. They're, they were a first-round exit. Yes. They lost to the worst team. They lost to Nicola. Nicola. Yes, they, they were the highest seed of non-buy teams. They were the fifth seed. They played the 12th seed, Little Rock. Uh, and uh, got lost. bullied. Yeah, they lost. So that would be fun to make fun of them for that. Yeah. <laughs> now, those those chickens down at Arkansas State the, declined right. a bid to the basketball classic. Cowards. Different yes. breed of cowards. Yes. Unbelievable. What? They didn't want to face. They didn't it. want. To, they didn't want to see Sun Belt Tournament 2.0. They didn't want to come back, baby. Also, uh, Troy did not join this tournament. They went with the uh, the CIT cowards. CIT, I think. They didn't want to play us again. That's I mean, they, they absolutely did, but <laughs> I'm sure they wanted to play us. Deeny weeny. We had our fingers crossed. Um, Santa Barbara. Are they still a potential. No, they lost their conference. They lost, so they're most likely not getting any bid. No, they're not going to go to the NIT or... Okay, so... Are UCSB you... is my, like, I... Basketball Classic, if you're listening to this and you're still picking teams... They're probably listening. Give UCSB a free entry as long as you send me to Boone. And why is this, partner? Because mm. one of one of our favorite, favorite targets of harassment that the, the Cone Gang has ever had in the pantheon of villains i wonder there's been a lot of it eric neal oh willie clayton yeah there's been so many names to pass through the hollowed halls of holmes one of our favorites though Mm -hmm. you might know him by his nickname big body calvin yes that's right folks calvin wishart (laughs) if you remember will yelling big body calvin for 40 minutes a game for everybody calvin three years uh is at ucsb he As transferred. a starter. Yes, he is their starting point guard. So big body Calvin could find his way back right to home. Back. That's and we, we when Man. he transferred two years ago. So he sat out a year when he transferred. He didn't, you know, so he, he's got another year after this one left. Mm. It's gonna be a twenty-eight-year-old college student. Good. Um when he left, we were so sad because we, we thought we'd never play. 
big body Calvin again. I cried for days. Do you know what he would do if they signed on to this term? He's like, yeah, we're not done. And he sees that they've got to oh go to Boone. God, dude. You know what he's going to do when he sees us? Do you think he's forgotten? And then once he walks in, he's like, <gasps> we'd have to have signs that are like, welcome back, Calvin. <laughs> Like like uh, like Kobe's retirement. Like yes. every away game, they do a big ceremony for him. <laughs> Welcome back, Big Body Calvin. <laughs> and I don't remember why I started calling him that. Probably because he was like small. Six, he's like six foot even. Yeah, he can kind of uh, ball out though. Oh, he Hoover. He Hoover. Um, but he's small, so it's funny. He's he's small and he has very curly hair. I does he still have that? Yes, he still has that. He, he hasn't changed that out. with the West Coast. He he like grew it out on the West Coast. Oh. Oh, yeah, okay. I got a curly flap. Curly flap. I'd love to have him back then. I know character growth. Wow. This yeah. is a, like a season finale. Yeah. The true story arc yes. coming to a close. <laughs> it's been a long time. Like this old I villain that you, you thought had been friend. killed, but you didn't actually you see them die on screen. I see you again. Welcome back to the home center. <laughs> Big body killed. <laughs> <laughs> As of now, we don't know for sure if CJ Huntley or Justin Forrest are going to be cleared to play. Um, we have heard that Justin's had a, a brace on, not a cast, a brace. Um, but we've also, on social media, it seems like he's. we've seen some posts where he doesn't have anything on. So, I don't know, if he got lucky and didn't have anything yeah. serious come out of that collision, right. I would I feel, be so happy for him. I feel like him. as fans, we would have heard if he broke his arm. Yeah. Like if he had broken That's a what it looked like. That's or, straight up what we thought. Torn, so it, it could have been he dislocated a finger and they they popped that that boy back in there. Maybe that could be it because that 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 could explain the immense amount of pain. Yeah, and then you know him be okay now. So let's assume that they're out. We don't have them. Who's I the starting ass- five? I would assume CJ's there. I'm for the okay, purpose okay, of the purpose, production. Um, Jesus Mike Delph, Donnie, Donnie, JLJ, JLJ, and Donut Duhart. Donut Duhart or Mantis. Yeah. I mean, shoot, I can see Kearns rewarding uh, Terrence for hitting that and three the way with, he did. We, we play with three guards? I don't know. I but just don't think Terrence and Mike necessarily work together on court. They kind of are just the same player. I do think Mike was the assist on, on Terrence's three, though. <laughs> <laughs> Instant chemistry. Maybe we get Andrew Automatic out there. Shoot. I'm telling you, if we put shoot. Andrew Automatic in there at the end. Shoot. Come on. Shooter's going to shoot. I do think Terrence, I would like to see Terrence get some more minutes, though. I wouldn't know. I think either way, like, if Terrence and Mantis aren't in the starting lineup, they're getting minutes. I don't they're think. They're going to get big runs. I don't think either of them will start. I could see Eads getting a start I over could them. See, yeah. That that would, yeah. Um, But, yeah. I, th- I think either way, we'll see some of the younger people. I think Kearns will yeah, probably we'll use, to. wisely, you, a lot of coaches will use these extra tournaments as ways to kind of, like, let people that ne- might necessarily play yeah, a lot go experiment in. Experiment a little bit. Yeah, tool around your lineup, especially if you get up big in one of these games. You'll, I think, I think we'll see. Yeah, some. I think that's the right way to do it. Obviously, you want to win. It'd be great yes. to play five extra games and hoist a trophy. But above all else, get some good film for y'all to look yeah, at. Make this an investment. You know, yeah. here are here's extra game time you weren't planning on having for your young guys to get game minutes and practice time too yeah because once the season's over due to ncaa rules they cannot practice again yeah you only get x amount of practices so i i i think that i would i would like to see that i would like to see some different people on the court some different lineups that we haven't seen before and and just kind of mix it up a little bit that's what i'd be excited about so i guess 
by tonight. We'll see the full bracket. We'll see who we're playing. I would hope because if it's tomorrow, imagine that school that having realizes, to literally in twenty four hours try to plan a trip to Boone. Literally, so, potentially a, a West Coast team. So there's no chance that you charter that short notice. I don't think you could. So they'd all have to find commercial flights into Charlotte, Johnson City? I guess Can so. you even get a commercial flight into Johnson City? Greensboro, perhaps? I don't know. Artie, you, this just sounds this sounds like a, a, a planning nightmare. Yeah. So they, they got to know it tonight. I mean, that's even in a short hope. notice. Or but... like you have a really good idea. They might yeah. actually be telling teams as like, like when they're signing up for the tournament, like, because I, 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 certain teams signed up knowing that they're going to host. Yeah. So I guess the teams that aren't, they're probably signing up knowing probably who they're going to play. I imagine that yeah. has to be part of it. And you mentioned, uh, you just mentioned, you know, uh, it's, it'd be a good idea. Another good idea is if you go to houseunitesports.com and you make an order and right at the oh. end, you plug in uh, the promo code GOLDROOM15. Uh, you get 15% off your entire order, and 20% of all proceeds go back to the Yosef Club to support our great student-athletes both in the classroom and on the field. Uh, that is Goldroom15 on HouseUnitedSports.com, Goldroom15. Kermit, let's go ahead and close this episode with a banger. Do you know the tune? Do you know the tune, Kermit? Oh, well, I, I actually think I'm pretty well-versed in this one. Oh, I'll, I'll go ahead. Push the mic away. You go ahead. Goldroom15. Use Goldroom15. At houseunitedsports.com and use code room 15. Oh. I think I did pretty good there. Oh. Well, you, can, you keep telling yourself that, buddy. <laughs>